All right, we'll say good morning. Let's let's begin. So today's daf, today's daf is Yud Ches, is Yud Ches eighteen. We are beginning. We are beginning on the bottom of Yud Zayin So we'll say yesterday we began the riveting sugya of Zman Begitten of why the obligation to go ahead and write a date in the get with the machlokes in Rabbi Yochanan Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan said Mishum Basachoso. Because again, without a date, one could technically speaking cover up for 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 adultery committed by one's wife. Reish Lakish says because of peros that the husband shouldn't abuse his rights in the wife's property. So the Gemara brought a number of nafkamina cases with that. But let's pick up last line of Yitzchayim Abayis. Amalei Ravina the Rava. So Ravina said Rava. What about the following case? Kasve va'osve bekiste. So this is actually an interesting case. So man went run ahead and wrote a get, but then he put the get in his pocket. So what's the pshat? Take a look at Rashi, top of Yud Ches Mdalaf, 18a. So va'osay the kisei yomim rabim. He went ahead and he put it in his pocket for, for a number of days. Why? Rashi says, Listen to this case. So, so... So Ruven and Leah are having marital problems. So Ruven happens to have a free day on Sunday. So he figures, you know what? I don't know where this is going to end up. Let me go to the sofa now. Write to get. Write to get. I'm not going to use it. I'll keep it in my back pocket. But we'll see how the, you know, we'll see if we can work this out. But if we can't work this out, at least I have the get already, already prepared. So what happens? He writes to get, uh, he writes to get today, and they're working on a marriage. I'm not suggesting this, by the way, as a way of working on a marriage. This is not a good idea. But, but the idea, so they're, they're for now, two months go by. They can't work out their marital issues. So he gives her the get. What's the problem? What's the problem in this situation? Is Lamaisa again, remember the get was dated, and I will say, in this case over here, remember, when we were discussing issues of dating, dating the get, so the issues came up with when the ksiva is on one day and the chasimah is on another day because it's the chasimah, it's the signing, that ultimately goes ahead and validates the get. In this case over here, the chasimah and the ksiva are being done on the same day. The issue over here is... That, that at the end of the day, the get's not being given until sometime later on. So the Gemara says, what do you do about this case? Meaning, how does the issue of Zman come into this case over here? To which the Gemara says, we don't worry about this case for a simple reason. We'll say a person does not go ahead and bring about difficult or detrimental matters proactively upon himself. In other words, this is another way of saying, people don't do this. People don't do this. People write a get when they have to write a get. People don't write a get when they're in the midst of working out their marriage so that they have it now to be able to use it later. So because it's an uncommon case, therefore Chazal did not extend their legislation to it. So essentially the Gemara does, the Gemara deflects the question by simply saying people don't do this. Rashi says, People don't do this. To go ahead and keep a get in their pocket. Because since a person doesn't really want to get divorced, the person's working on their marriage. Paronos hulagabe, that ultimately, again, this is a paronos. This is not a good thing. Velo maktimle, and a person won't do it. person won't do it. Also, also, you understand what the Gemara is also driving at here is another reason why people don't do it. Because if a person is going to work on their marriage, they have to be vested in their marriage. If, if they have a get, can you imagine like you walk, a person walks into therapy and he's got the get in his jacket pocket, you know, it's just whatever, it's like insurance, just in case this doesn't work out, a person is not vested in that process. That's also, if the guy's going to get divorced, he's going to get divorced. If he's working on his marriage, then it doesn't make sense for him to be carrying around the get. 
Gittin actually Howard asked this question yesterday to me after after the shear. So Amalei Ravina Ravashi Gittin had born in Medina Sayam. The Mechtevei Benisan v'lo matu atishrei mahu iluchacham bektakanasan. But I say so. What about a simpler case? We don't have to get into any 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 crazy cases. A get comes from overseas. But I say if a get comes from overseas, it could be months from the time that the get ultimately leaves the rishus of the Baal till ultimately it leaves the isha. So literally, he says it was written in Nisan and it doesn't arrive until Tishrei. So Rabosai, in that case again, maho metakanasan. So Rabosai, in that case over there. Again, remember, whether you want to say that Zman is because of Peros or Zman is because of Shami Chapa, Basa Choso, Shabbos say, again, let's say the get is dated in Nisan, but so remember again, she commits adultery in Sivan. She's still a married woman until the get reaches her, but Lamais again at the end of the day, what? At the end of the day, the date on the get is in Nisan. So Lamais, again, how have the Chachamim accomplished anything through this month? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you, Amrlei, Hano Kale Islu. They will say, Gitten that come from overseas have a call. Meaning, it's, pub- it's public. People know about this. And therefore, what Rashi says, Kale Islu, Obein Le'inyan Znos, Obein Le'inyan Peros, when it comes to overseas gitten, if some matter of machlokis or contention comes up, whether it's about whether it's about adultery or whether it's about peros, the basin is going to require edos from from the witnesses about when the get was actually delivered. So in this case over here, overseas getting the Gemara says have a call, there's a publicity about them, and therefore again, if certain issues come up, the basin will require clarification as to when the get was actually handed over. Itmar, me'ima se'mon the get. What's another interesting sugya? From when we saw us in Ksuvas, uh, from what point in time do we begin to count from a get? Rashi says, Gimel shchadashim, sha'isha tzichal hantira. Well, so we have a concept of havchana. Havchana means that after a woman is divorced or widowed, she must wait three months before remarrying. And the logic behind that is paternity. In the event that she's pregnant from her first marriage, we want to know the paternity of the child, who the father of the child is. Because if she gets married right after she gets divorced, you could have this level of ambiguity. Chazal said three months, because at three months, again, it's hooker ubra. Generally, again, a woman shows. So we could see if she's pregnant or not. We'll be, we'll be able to know who the father of the child is. So at what point in time do we begin to count the three months? I will suggest you should know also, we saw this in Ksuvis, the Shukhan Arch Paskins and Avana Ezer, this is a kind of low plug. Low plug means this applies in all cases. So this would apply, by the way, if a 90-year-old woman is divorced and she wants to remarry, we would still make her wait three months, which again, which of us is true in all cases of, this is true in all cases of halacha. Halacha always creates a low plug, almost always creates a situation where we do not distinguish between one case and the next. Halacha is applied in an objective sense. So when do we begin to count the three months? Rav Amar Mishas Nesina. Rav says from the time that the get is given, Ushmul Omer Mishas Ksiva. And Shmuel says from the time that the get is written. So Maskifla Rav Nasan Barushia the Shmuel. So Nasan Barushia asked the Kashan Shmuel Yomru Shteinashim Bechatzer Achas. So we'll say you could have the following situation of two women, two women in the same chatzer. In other words, let's say a man is married to two women, and what happens? And he goes ahead and he divorces them both. Zu Asura Vezumuteres. One will be Asra, one will be Mutter. Now, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Beis Nashim Bechatzer Achas, Sha'adam Echad, Shepirish Le Master Shnei Gin, Le Shtei Nashiv Babayom. Ela Shazek Adam Lazebik Sivasa Chodesh. 
ולשמואל זו תינסתי לסוף בייס חדשים, וזו לסוף גימו, ישמו בני אדם שור שנס קשר ביומך. סובו סי סורבו שירזי דפלין קשר שמואל. Let's say the following situation. Ruben's married to two women. Ruben's going overseas, or whatever, it doesn't matter why. He's divorcing both of his wives. It just happens to be that for one of them, he had the get written a month ago, and for the other, he has the get written today. Shmuel says the three months begin from the time that the get is written, the date in the get. So according to Rav Oshir, this is going to pose a kasha, because that means what? One of the wives could get married in three months, and one of the wives could get married in two months. And people are going to look at this, and they're not going to understand why. To which the Yomar says, to which Shmuel responds, Amrali Abayim, excuse me, Abayim responds, Zu zman gita mochi achala, vizu zman gita mochi achala. To which Abayim says, I don't understand, it's not a kasha. Remember, Shmuel says that the three months begin from the time that you begin to count the three months. And when do you begin to count the three months as of? The date and the get. So if anybody has a kasha, they'll look at the gin and they'll see that one wife, her get is dated a month ago. Another wife, her get is dated today. That's why one of them has to wait another two months. One of them has to wait three months. It's not such a kasha. Tanya kavasi did Rav, Tanya kavasi did Shmuel. So we'll say we have a brisa that supports Rav and a brisa that supports Shmuel. So says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. What's, what, are, what are the brisos say? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So what's the brisa that supports Rav? Hasholeach get. Hasholeach get leishto. Vinishtahe shliya baderech gimel chadashim. So we'll say. So listen to this case. So if if a man goes ahead and sends a get to his wife, and the shaliach was delayed for three months. For three months, what's the halacha? When the get arrives in her hand, she has to wait three months. In other words, we'll say this, so this supports the position of Rav, because Rav says that the counting of the three months begins as of when? Begins as a shas nasina, right? Time that the get is given. Therefore, again, if the shliach ends up getting delayed for three months, okay, she waits three months from the time that she receives the get. get yashan in choshishin. I will say we will be introduced to this sugya a little bit later on of get yashan. In a nutshell, oh, look at Rashi. Rashi says, get yashan the kamon. Later on, we'll see our intestinal base. Tanina, the in other megarish be get yashan. A man cannot divorce his wife with a get yashan, an old get. What's an old get? Vezu get yashan. Kol shemiyachev, kol shenesyachev ima me'achar shakasvula. Betayma shem yom rugita kodim libna. Veshemetis aber v'telet ben ksivasal v'telet v'telet ben ksivasal nesinaso. Ula achers man yom ruget kodim ubis nusin sabra. Boss, what are we concerned about? That in the event that a man wrote a get and then was alone with his wife. We're concerned that perhaps, again, they were intimate with one another. And here's the issue. If she becomes pregnant, if she becomes pregnant, then what could happen? People will go, and let's say they still go through with the divorce, even though she becomes pregnant. People will look back, and they'll look at the date on the get, and they'll look at the timing of the pregnancy, and they'll say that what? She was, she became pregnant after her divorce, which means, now again, it's not adultery, obviously, but that her child was conceived out of wedlock. That will say, now if you remember from a halachic perspective, that child, there's, there's no label upon a child that is conceived out of wedlock, except that it's not so appropriate, right? It's, it's not the best, it's not the best, um, what's the word? Um, it's not the best yichos to have. Right, that, that's, so, 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 the, so the idea over here is, so the, that's called the get yashan. Therefore, I both said, Chazal Paskin, that if after the writing of a get, a man is alone with his wife, Yichud, he invalidates that get. 
And if he wants to go ahead and divorce her, he needs to go ahead and write another get. So the Gemara just says that in this case, where the Shaliach was delayed for three months on the road, we're not choshesh for get yashon, why not? Shahar elonis yachidima. Because I will say, the case they were talking about over here is where what? Is where the Maishah, there was no yichud. Right, they were never alone with each other. Tanya Kavaz Yishua. So we'll say, so that's a b'risa that supports Rav, that the three months are counted from the time that she receives the get. Tanya Kavaz Yishmuel. We have a b'risa that supports Shmuel. Hamash lishket ishto. If a man goes ahead, we'll say mash lish means that a man gives a get to his wife through a third party. So v'amr lo, but he says to the shaliach, al titnehu lo ela la'achar gimel chadashim. Don't give it to her. Don't give it to her until after three months. Okay? Whatever, whatever the circumstance. He wants to claim her as a tax deduction. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Whatever, whatever the Messias is. So okay, give it to her after three months. So what happens? From the time that he gives it to her, she's permitted to get married immediately. So we'll say, what do you see from there? You see from there that the three months are counted from when? From when? From the time of the dating. From the writing of the get. And again, in this case, we are not choshesh for get yashan. Why? Because again, he was not alone with her. That's the metzia. So in this case, there was no yichud. Rav Kanan v'Rav Papi v'Rav Ashi avdi mishask siva. So Rav Kanan v'Rav Papi and Rav Ashi used to paskin like Shmuel that the three months, the avchana, the avchana period is counted from the time of the writing of the get. V'Rav Papa v'Rav Huna b'reid Rav Yoshua avdi mishask nesina. And on the other hand, Rav Papa v'Rav Huna b'reid Rav Yoshua used to paskin like Rav that the three months are counted from the time that the get is given. And I've also had a paskin, the hilchasa mishask siva. And halacha lemaisa says, the shulcha, says the gimara, that we paskin that the three months begins as of the time that the get is written. So I've also said, so the shulchan aruch, this is an Evan Ezer, Simon Yud Gimel, Sif Aleph writes, Kol Isha Shenes Garsha Oshinis Almana, Harezu Lotinosiv Lotis Ares La Achar, Achetamtin Tzadik Yom. So as I said, that's the Halochalamais. A woman has to wait three, literally 90 days, 90 days from the time that she gets divorced or is widowed before she's able to go ahead and get married. So just there's a longer Halacha. So the Shukhanach Paskins, Umiyom Ksivas Haget. And from the date that the get, the date that the get is written, that's when the clock begins for the 90 days. What's interesting about this is, this is true even if for some reason the get didn't reach her for a long time. But there's a caveat. What's the caveat? The caveat is that there was no yichud between husband and wife from the moment that the get was written. So as long as there's no yichud between husband and wife from the time, the get, from the time that the get was written, i.e. again, it's not a get yashan, as we'll learn about later on, then Lamaisa, we begin to count the three months, then or really the 90 days, from the date written on the get itself. That is halacha Lamaisa. Itmar. So now the Gemara switches gears a little bit. And this is another fascinating discussion. At what point in time, at what point in time is Aksuva canceled by Shemitah? As well as I listen to this. So Aksuva, Aksuva, remember, is a debt that is owed by husband and wife. Yeah. The Gemara is asking, is there a point in time, is there a point in time where the Aksuva kind of morphs from a debt to a loan? Remember, Shemitah, Shemitah, so let's say, let's say a couple is happily married. So obviously, Shemitah doesn't wipe out the wife's ksuva. 
Right? That, that goes without saying. Why? Because when they're happily married, so that suva doesn't, it, it, on one hand, it's a debt, but it doesn't really have the status of a loan. So you must ask me at what point in time is Shemitah Mishamit? Is there, or is there a point in time where Shemitah would cancel the Ksuva? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, the answer is yes. When Rav Amar, Misha Tifkom Vitiskov. So Rav says, literally, Misha Tifkom, look at Rashi. Misha Tifkom, Rashi says, Shetispara, excuse me, Sheteparaktsas, Tegali Daita Deomedes Ligos Vilifra. Both say, so at the point in time, let's say a couple gets divorced. So remember, again, well, actually, actually, the, be- the better case is where, is where a woman is widowed. That's even a better case. Because I remember, again, when a couple gets divorced, so a husband has to pay off the ksuva. There's no, support, there's no other form of support. He pays off the ksuva. When a woman is widowed, so there are circumstances where she gets continuous support from the estate, and actually, that support continues until she collects her ksuva. Remember, we saw this ksuvas. At the point that she begins to collect her ksuva, then support from the estate ends. So, so the point that Rav is making over here is when she receives partial payment, that's Misha Tifka, when she receives a first initial payment of the ksuva, the tiskaf, tiskaf Rashi says, is alav hamoser bemilva, dinafkali mishum ksuva, umasa bezen she'enum hashamit, vechal Allah shteim shtarcho. So we'll say, here's what's interesting. First of all, Rashi points out, why is it in general that a ksuva, that Shemitah doesn't wipe out a ksuva? The reason for that is because a ksuva has the status of what we call a maisa beizdin, right? An enactment of beizdin. And anything belonging to beizdin, Shemitah does not cancel. I'll say, remember, that's why we do a prusbal, right? What do I do with a prusbal? I have a debt. I would rather Shemitah not cancel my debt. Well, that's impossible because Shemitah cancels all personal debts. But... Debts that are handed over to Beisdin, Shemitah does not cancel. So Ksuva is a Maisa Beisdin, is an act of Beisdin, therefore Shemitah doesn't cancel it. However, says Rav, the moment that the woman begins to, first of all, that there's an initial collection, that she gets partial payment, and the remainder of the Ksuva then is recategorized as a debt that is owed to her, now it's just morphed from being a Maisa Beisdin to being what? To being what? To being a Chov to being a debt. Oh, once it morphs into a debt, then what? Then Shemitah would, in fact, cancel it. Ushmul or Shmuel says, Pogma afa pishala zakva, zakva afa pishala pogma. And Shmuel, on the other hand, says, no, not necessarily. Now, remember, we'll say, according to Rav, you need both. You need a partial payment. It's the partial payment that begins this process. And then after the partial payment, the, re- the remainder of the debt has to be transformed into an IOU, into a note, into a, a, a note of indebtedness. Shmuel says, no, you don't need both. Rather, either or. Pagma afapisha zakva. Either if she received a partial payment, that partial payment by itself is enough to go ahead. Is enough to go ahead and turn it into a regular debt, in which case Shemitah would cancel it. Or zakva afapisha la pagma. Or I will say, you understand what zakva means is that ultimately it's transformed into a milva, into a loan. I will say, now what does that mean? The pashas, what it means is, there are terms of payment. So once that's what zakfa means, zakfa the milva means that now this is transformed from a maisa based in, into a debt. And when there's a debt, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars every single month, or every single, whatever the arrangement is. Shmuel says either or. Either she receives partial, partial payment, or they create a payment plan for the payment of the ksuva that recategorizes the ksuva from a maisa based in to a chov, to a debt, and therefore, again, Shemitah could cancel it. 
So Tanya Kavasi, you have Tanya Kavasi de Shmo. So also we have Brysos that support both of these approaches. Tanya Kavasi did have, we have a Brysos that supports Rav Me'imus like Suva Mishamatas. At what point in time could Shemitah cancel Aksuva? Misha Tifkom Betiskov, when she receives partial payment and the remainder is recategorized as a debt. But if she only received partial payment, but they did not recategorize the rest of the debt, or they recategorized the debt, but there was no partial payment, Shemitah will not cancel the ksuva until the point that ultimately there's partial payment, as well as a recategorization of the remainder as a debt. Tanya Kava said the Shmuel. So we'll say there is a brisa that supports Shmuel. Ones uknas upitui uksuvas isha. So we'll say ones is the financial penalty if a man violates a besula. Knas is the penalty if a man goes ahead and this is a husband claims that his wife was not a besula at the time they got married, but it turns out she really was. And ksuvas isha is ksuvas isha. That's the case of ksuva. In all of these cases, Shazak van Bemilda, say again, these debts were categorized, or I should say, these obligations, these, these penalties were imposed as a debt. Mishamtin, the Shemitah cancels them out. The Imlav, in Mishamtin, but if not, the Shemitah doesn't cancel them out. Umeema sign this coffin Bemilda. say, at what point in time are these payments considered to be a debt? Mishas Hamodabedin. This is interesting. Look at Rashi. Um, no, actually not yet, I'm sorry. No, from the time ultimately that Bezdin requires, from the time that Bezdin says that they are high. So we'll say, so this process supports Shmuel, because Shmuel essentially says, as long as there's any process, either partial payment or the recategorization of the payment as a debt, either one of those things transforms it into a debt and Shemitah cancels it. The novelty of this particular b'risa seems to say at what point in time is something called the debt the moment that Bezdin orders you to pay it, it now becomes a debt that you owe someone else, and therefore at that point in time, Shemitah will cancel it. Fine. Amr Shmuel. Ksuva Kamaisa Bezdin Damyo. Shmuel says, so that means Machlokis Ravin Shmuel. So Shmuel says, Ksuva Kamaisa Bezdin Damyo. Ksuva is like a Maisa Bezdin. Now what that means is, Rashi says, Kamaisa Bezdin, the Tanai Bezdin he. Since Ksuva is something that is required by Bezdin, therefore it has the status of a Maisa Bezin. Now, both say, now, what does that mean, a status of Maisa Bezin? So remember, one of the ramifications is we just saw that what? If something is a Maisa Bezin, then what? Then Shemitah doesn't cancel it. That's number one. Number two, Ma Maisa Bezin Oh, both say, another ramification is Maisa Bezin, Maisa Bezin could be written by day and signed at night. So to again, a Ksuva could be written by day and signed at night. Take a look at Rashi. Because you must remember, whatever Bezdin does, it's really the essence is adjudication, right? In other words, we both say, a concept, a Maisa Bezdin has no issue of Shtar Muktam. No issue of Shtar Muktam. So it could be written on one day and literally signed on the next calendrical day. Afk Suva Rashi says, Mishask Siva de Nechna Salachupa, the Kiruv Chasnusu, Chal Shibudva Akadlo Achtim. Oh, Rashi says something fascinating here. Rashi says, I remember, we were speaking about Shtar Muktam by Get. 
right, where you have a get that's written, let's say, during the day, but not signed till that night. So the Mishnah ruled that such a star is possible, right? It's not kosher. And Machlok is Rabin Shmuel as to exactly why that, not Rabin Shmuel, um, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, as to why exactly that is ramifications of Zman. The Gemara now is suggesting over here that that concept doesn't apply to Ksuva, meaning that even if a Ksuva is written by day, so let's say it has the date of today, but it's not going to be signed until after nightfall, the star is kosher. Now, the Gemara says, because it's like a Maisa basin, it's a Psak Din, Rashi also adds in over here that, remember Rabbi Osai, a Ksuva becomes effective when, a, when the Chassan, when the Chassan goes ahead and is Makabal Kenyan. Right, when the chassan does the kin, he accepts upon himself the details of the ksuva. A chassan, a chassan is, accepts that kinyan from the time that the ksuva is written. Why? Because he's going to be getting married in just a few minutes. He's happy to be mishabit. He's happy to obligate himself in the ksuva now, even though the ksuva won't in fact be dated until later. So because of that, Rabosa, in essence, it's not a shtar muktam. Why isn't it a shtar muktam according to Rashi? Because he's obligating himself as of when? as of the date that is written in the Ksuva, even though what? Even though what? It's not signed until later, which I will say, by the way, is very important because even though when we do a wedding today, we try whenever possible to sign the Ksuva on the date written on the Ksuva. We try that because we don't like to have shtaros that are, that are written on one day and signed on the next. But nevertheless, if it should happen, that that turns out, it's okay. Why is it okay? Because we say to the chasen, chasen, you understand that your ksuvah is going to be signed as of tomorrow. But are you willing to obligate yourself as of the date that is written in the ksuvah? So most times he just says, okay. Right? You know, so, you know, it doesn't, whatever. You know, so, so we try to really make sure that he actually knows what he's being mishabit himself to. Very, very important that the chassan really has an understanding of it. So as long as he says, okay, the Rebbe said there's no problem of shtar muktam because he's happy to obligate himself to the obligations of the ksuva from the date written in the shtar, even though at the end of the day, it's not signed until later. To which the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, So mostly the Ksuva of Rabbi Chia Barav was written by day and not signed until the night time. So the Gemara says, So Hava Rav Hasam, Rav was there, and Rav didn't say anything. Rav didn't object to this. So could it be that Rav holds like Shmuel? And just like Shmuel says that Ksuva is a Maise Beisin, and therefore even if it's written by day and signed at night, it's okay. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 it was different over there. Why? Asukin ba'ose inyan habu. They were involved in the writing of the Ksuva. So the Gemara says, there's something else that's going on over here. Asukin ba'ose inyan means that they were involved. See, the case over here, the Gemara is saying is, they started when it was day, but they got into discussions about the Shtar, and the discussions extended into the night. Because even Rabbi Lazar said that when do we say a Shtar Muktam is not good? When do we say if a Shtar is written by day, but Sunday night it's not good? That's only Rabbi say when they wrote it by day, and then they went on a break, right? They went on a break afterwards. That's when it's not good. But Lamaisa, again, if they began the process by day and they were involved with the shtar until nightfall, everyone will agree that that shtar is kosher. Rashi says, Avalasukin ba'ose inyan. Kevan she'idim mizumanim lachtom. Ela shabal karakam tzrichem lahamtin. Achei esayim asofer es ha-shtar. Afagav diusam alechassim ala'otar kosher. Sharim mishansk siva nami istekala. So in this case over here, the edim, everybody's ready. 
But they're getting into a sikhsuk, they're getting into a discussion about the shtar. They write this so far as it wants to, should I write it like this, should I write it like this? How do I spell this? How do I spell that? So we'll say that kind of case, where therefore the date takes place on the day, but it's not actually signed at night, everyone agrees that that case is kosher. So it's a very important episode. This is called a sukin ba'ose inyan. So anytime you have a shtar that was begun by day, even though it's not signed until nightfall, if they were, if, if, if they were actively involved in the shtar the whole time, Everyone will agree that it's not a shtar muktam, and ultimately the shtar is kasha. The problem comes up when it's written by day, and for whatever reason it's put on the side and then picked up again the next calendrical day, that's when you have the machlokas. Says the Rabshim Machsha. But yet Rabshimin was the one who said that a shtar muktam is kasha. So Amar Rabba said, My time did Rabshimin. Why did Rabshimin say that a shtar muktam? So again, the case of Rabshimin was the shtar was written, by, the get was written by day and not signed until the nighttime. Rabshimin says it's kasha. What's the reason? My time did Rabshimin. Because Rabshimin is of the opinion that once a man decides to go ahead and divorce his wife, then what? He has no more peros. Therefore, I will say, according to Rabbi Shimon, again, and obviously we have no way to quantify when the husband decides to divorce his wife. But the one thing we can't, can quantify is what? Is when the shtar was written. So for us, we have no problem. Let him lose the peros, write it when the shtar was written, even though the, even though the get doesn't become valid until when, until it's actually delivered to the woman. But if Shimon holds, he loses peros from the moment he decides to divorce her. Therefore, shtar muktam is not a problem. Even Rav Shimon, though, says, this is only true in the case of where the get was written by day and signed immediately that night. Right? Meaning there's... It's, it's happening on two different calendrical days, but there's an immediacy to it. But I will say, for argument's sake, they wrote the get today, and sometime within the next 10 days they signed it, then lo, the, even if Shimon would agree that such a case does not work. Why? Because I will say, we are concerned that if there's lag time, that what happens? That perhaps the husband and wife made up with each other, and what happened? They were intimate with one another, and she's going to become pregnant. Now, if it turns out again, if it turns out again that he still decides to divorce her and divorces her with that original document, then of course the problem is, as we said before, it will have the appearance later on that she had this child out of wedlock. So therefore, again, the Gemara is saying over here, actually this is uh, Reish Lakish is saying, that even Rav Shimon, who agrees that a get muktam is okay, only agrees that it's okay if there's an immediacy. So it's written on day one, and it's signed mamish on the next day. But if there's lag time, even Rabbi Shimon will agree, you can't use the get because we're choshesh, that maybe it's a get yashan. But Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, afilu mikan yamim. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, even if there was lag time for 10 days, meaning it was written today and signed seven days later, so still Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon says it's kasha. Why? And isa depayis kala isle. Because Rabbi say, if indeed husband and wife had reconciled, there would be a call. Call the Islay the Milsa. This is very interesting. So, what's the call? Look at Rashi. Call the Islay the Milsa. Shashchenim vashchenos shomen tagar uketata shebein ishle ishto vekasher yishkot esrivam hakol margishin. So, we'll say, so what happens? So, sometimes again, the walls are very thin. So, what, what happens? So, everybody hears this couple's been fighting. Oh, and suddenly again, people hear. There's no fighting, it's quiet. So Lemaisa, if indeed they're reconciled, if indeed they're reconciled, people would know about it. So because people would know about it, then what? Then Lemaisa, again, the, 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 people would know if there was, if, there, if, if ultimately they reconciled. So, the, so essentially, Rabbi Yochanan says to Reish Lakish, your choshesh, that maybe there's some reconciliation that would render the get a get yashan and invalidate it, 
The truth is, if there's reconciliation, people hear and they know about reconciliation. If you don't hear, you don't know about it, then that's grounds to say that it did not happen. Itmar, Amr Lazar. So both say, so you understand now, a fundamental machlok is in Rabbi Shimon. So in the Mishnah, we established Rabbi Shimon holds that a get muktam is kosher. Now the shayat, the machlokis, is around the circumstances of that hechsher. So Yishlakish says it's kosher as long as the get is signed immediately. Again, the next calendrical day, but immediately afterwards. Rabbi Yochanan said, no, even if 10 days go by, no problem. So the Gemara goes right to Itmar, Amr Lazar, kis forget the ishti. If a man says to a group of 10 people, Write a get for my wife. So what's that? So now the interesting part that we have over here is what, what does that statement mean? Right? You say to a group of people, write a get for my wife. Obviously not all of them are gonna, not all ten are gonna write it. So what what does that mean? So Rabbi Yochanan says, So what's Rabbi Yochanan understands that statement to mean he wants all ten to sign on the get. But two of them have to sign as Edim, two of them as Edim, and the rest as Tnai. Tnai means it's a condition in the get. They're not signing out Edus because the Edus is already taken care of, but it's part of a Tnai. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, So two of them he wants as Edim. The Kulam, the rest of them are Tnai. So why would a man say he wants another eight people signing on the get if only two of them are witnesses? To embarrass her. To embarrass her. That's why he's, he's looking to publicly shame her. And therefore, again, we'll, we'll discuss this case in greater depth. And therefore, he says, I want two of you to sign as witnesses. When he says, all, when he says I, want ten, I want ten of you to write the get, he means two of you sign as witnesses, and the rest of you ultimately, again, sign as a tenai in the get. Okay. Reish Lakish Amar, Kula Mishum Edim. Reish Lakish says, no, when he says, I want the ten of you to write a get for my wife, he's saying, I want all of you to sign as witnesses. All of you to sign Betoras witnesses. So, hey, Chidam, he's supposed to say, well, what's the case? Ilei Madalah Amar Lukulchem. So, I will say, if he just said, Kis Vuget Ishti. So, then, if he didn't say, Kulchem, all of you. So, Vahatana, we learned, We'll see this case we'll say later on that if a man says to 10 people, write a get for my wife, what he means is from the group of 10, one of you write and two of you sign as witnesses. So, rather, what's the case? The case over here is where he said, So, both sides, you understand the distinction? If you just say to a group of 10 people, Kis will get leishti, write a get for my wife. What he's saying is, from within that group, I want one of you to write and two of you to sign. Okay? But if he says, Kulchem kis will get leishti, all of you write a get for my wife, then what? He's looking to utilize the entire group. And what the Gemara says over here is, what he really wants is for all 10 of them to sign on the get. The Machlokis of Yochanan and Reish Lakish is what are the nature of their signatures. Rabbi Yochanan says only two of them are the real witnesses. The rest of them are just the tenai condition and the get. Reish Lakish says, no, all ten of them are real witnesses. So my benayu, what's the practical difference in these shitos? Ika benayu, I'll tell you the difference. The chasen What's the practical difference number one is, let's say two of them signed on the get on the day that it was written, and the remaining eight signed in the next couple of days. Mandar mishum tenai kosher. 
But say if you hold that the reason the husband wanted all of them to sign and get is just simply a tonight, not as Eidos, the first two are the Eidim, but the rest are just the tonight, then fine, it doesn't matter if they sign now or in the next couple of days. Mandar Mishum, Eidim Puzzle. Oh, Rabbi say if you hold that all of them have to sign on the get, why? Alts Eidos, testimony, then what? Then if you have two of them signed today and the remaining eight sign over the coming days, then Lamaisa again the get will be possible. Look at Rashi. Rashi is a mandar mishum edim possible. Telo havi edos shleima atchiyachas mukulam because it's not a complete edos. Ultimately, again until they all sign the chayvan to kulam lo chasmu biyom ksiva. So havi muktam. And since not all of them signed on the day that the get was written, it's a shtar muktam. Inam another practical difference. Kegon shenimtza echamem karov opasol. Was another interesting nafkamina. Well, let's say it turned out that one of the ten people was a karov or apostol, was a relative, either of us a relative to someone else or a relative to the husband himself, or apostol, or just simply was someone who was not fit to go ahead and not fit to serve as an aide. So the mandar mishum tenai kasher. So the truth is, the one who says that all ten have to sign al tenai, the get will still be kasher. Why will it still be kasher, Bosei? Because remember, all I need are two of them to be kasher witnesses. And all, only two of them are real witnesses. The rest are just the Tanai. Lamandar Mishum Edim Puzzle. So Bosei, but again, according to the one who says that all ten have to sign Alts Edus, then if it turns out that what? That one of them is Puzzle, then what? It invalidates the entire group of witnesses. Another nafkamina. So listen to this. What if the first signature on the get itself, or actually it's not, it doesn't have to be the first, rather it's one of the first two, one of the first two who signed on the get is a karov, is a relative, either a relative to any of the other signatures or a relative to the husband himself, or the wife himself. So let's say it turned out that one of the first two people who signed was a karov or apostle. Some say kasher, only apostle. Some say the get is good. Some say the get is not good. Amrile kasher. So we'll say. So if you say that the get is kasher, why? Tenaihu amrila. Because we'll say again. If you say that it's kasher, then what? Then that's if you hold Rabbi we'll say that when he says kulchem kisu get leishti, all of them have to sign. But they're, they're not all ten signing because, as witnesses. Rather, they're signing as what? As a condition in the get. And only two of them are really to serve as witnesses. Then what? As long as out of the ten, you have two who are kosher, we don't care really about the status of the other eight. They have to sign because Lemaise, again, that is a tenai. That is a condition ultimately again in the get. But we do not care about their kashrus as witnesses. So the Gemara says... So if you hold, Amrile Kasher, Amrile Pasel, Amrile Kasher, Tanaihu. Because if you, again, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Amrile Kasher, Lemandar Mishum Tanai, Da'afakav Dechtem Bereisha Karol Pasel, Aidus Tiskayim Bereuim Laidus, Voyachshav, Voyach, Veichashav the Tanai. So also listen to this. If you hold, that when he says, Kulchem Kisugat Laishti, all ten have to sign, but all ten are signing again as a Tanai, as a condition on the get, then what do we do? We look down those ten signatures, and as long as what? As long as what? As long as you have two good ones. It doesn't matter if they're at the beginning, the end, and middle interspersed. As long as there are two good ones, we're good to go. On the other hand, Amr Lefe became Shtaras Da'ama. But on the other one, on the other hand, the one who says that it's puzzle, the concern over here is what? You may come to confuse this case with a regular case of Shtaras. Rashi says, Asi Lechlufe Bishtaras Da'ama, the Khivan the Khasam Bereisha, 
other opinion says, here's the issue. You know, if the Karov Apostle would have been signature number three, or signature number seven, or signature number ten, I don't care about it that much. Now, what's the problem? When people look at a star, they automatically assume that when you have multiple witnesses, who are the ones who are really affecting, affecting the validity of the kashas of the star? The first two. Those are the primary guys. And therefore, the second opinion says we're concerned, even though technically speaking, I may agree with you, that when a husband says, when a man says, Kulchem kisu get he's really saying only two of you need to be valid witnesses. The rest of you are just sending out tonight. If the invalid witnesses are one of the first two signatures, the problem, of course, may be that Lamaisa, people will confuse this with other cases of Shtaros and think that you could use a car of apostle for other cases of Shtaros, to which the Gemara says, so, so let's just go a little, uh, actually, what? Is a long day tomorrow? Yeah. I, let, 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 let me just, I'll just begin this case and then we'll stop it. So I'll say, so listen to this. Actually, no, I'll say, we'll stop over here because we're, we're not going to finish this case. We'll stop over here. We'll pick up with this case tomorrow. Just, uh, just around, so tomorrow, tomorrow is a, is a, is a schedule. Actually, it's a different schedule. We're going to be learning before davening in Meretz Hashem. So Masila Sharam will be at 6.15. So it's a bonus half hour. It's so 6.15, Dafyomi will be at 6.30. First minion at 7.15 in Meretz Hashem. So we'll continue with this tomorrow. We'll pick up in Meretz Hashem with this Machol. Because Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish.